this idea of being able to see something on the news or see something on social media and have no opinion at all on it, even if your knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, this pisses me off, you can actually just move on. Because if you have no control over it and you know it's creating negative emotions, why hold on to it at all? Welcome to the WFO Life Podcast. Buckle up for interviews, insights, and practical discussions, and the occasional intellectual oddity, all designed to help you master self, master craft, and accomplish any life mission. Good evening, WFO Life Podcast listeners. I'm going to start out today with a topic that drew some interest on the Future Focus Health Network and on Facebook. It was the topic of indifference, and uh, I think... um, you know, part of it was tongue in cheek where, um, you, you know, it has the appearance of like, why would you be indifferent about things in, in our current society or, you know, that's gotten us into this, uh, you know, predicament. But the idea came uh, from uh, a podcast that I was listening to and it was none other than Joe Rogan, you know, the, the podcaster extraordinaire, probably the, the most popular podcast in the world now. And um, a very interesting uh, guest, Malcolm Gladwell, that writes some some very interesting books, asked him to comment about the type of comics that Joe Rogan didn't like. And Rogan actually responded that, you know, he didn't really have any comics that he could think of that he didn't like. And and one of the things he said was, and I'll, I'll quote now, he said, one of the things I've gotten really good at as I've gotten older is not paying any attention to things I don't like. Just letting it slide right out of my brain and onto the floor. I'm not interested. It's just I spent so much time when I was younger and stupider worrying about the things I don't like. Being upset at things I don't like. Well, that sucks. Why do people like that? What Do things like that? What's wrong with them? And when I realized, like, what a gigantic waste of resources that is. Just a huge waste of energy. I don't care anymore. So, you know, as long as they're not stealing material from me, as long as they're they're not uh, doing something terrible to other comics or victimizing people, as long as they're not doing that, I really don't care. If they're doing well, good luck. And uh, it, it really tied into some of the the stoic philosophy readings that we've talked about. And then I came across, um, in the topic of indifference, um, you know, like Marcus Aurelius wrote that, you know, we have the power to hold no opinion about a thing and to not let it upset our state of mind for the things have no natural power to shape our judgments. So I thought that was an interesting thing to discuss right now with political divisions and, people living vicariously through others' lives on Facebook when we all know it's kind of a facade because, you know, rarely do people put the the conflicts in life and the bad things uh, on social media. You know, everything is like hunky-dory through rose-colored glasses. So I think this idea of being able to see something on the news or see something on social media and have no opinion at all on it, even if your knee-jerk reaction is like, oh, this pisses me off, you can actually just move on 
because if you have no control over it and you know it's creating negative emotions, why hold on to it at all? So you know, it's the same thing he's talking about. It's like, hey, um, if there's somebody I don't like um, and they're whatever popular for whatever reason, then I just keep scrolling. You know, I, I don't think about it one extra second. So I thought that was you know something powerful because we're just inundated on these things that are set up in some cases to piss us off and make us get on there and make comments and make us share things that incite you know further um, opinions in that certain area. And so I think that. Uh, if we just get better at cultivating our ability to move on and focus on the things that do matter and the things that we do have control over, that we'd be better off for it. So I'm not sure what you think about that. Man, Chris, thanks for bringing that up. Man, as you were rolling that out, I, my mind started racing to all – I see faces. I see faces of people I treat. I see yep. friends. I see family. And I, I think a lot about younger folks, like teenagers. I, I have teenage daughters, so I'm I'm always thinking about what their life experience is. And that is a powerful message to be able to empower people to say, you have a choice to spend your energy on something negative that really has no consequence to you, or you can engage in that and spend all your time and energy just spinning your wheels and negative negativity or things that upset you. And there's so many people that are suffering with that. That's that's a very powerful mindset that's not always easy to do. It's easy to complain. It's easy to say, I don't like that and get on, you know, start bitching about things. But the reality is we have that choice. I mean, we got Stoic philosopher, Roman emperor from 2,000 plus years ago that tell us that, and we got Joe Rogan echoing the same sentiment. It's, it's yeah. extremely true that we have that choice, but so many people are sort of blind to that. They don't, they don't realize, and I like to refer to it as fear of influence. Like, mm. if, like I, have, I, I, w- I would say this is one thing that stuck for me. You know, I'm always trying to improve myself and, and get better in my mindset and what I spend my time and energy on. But one thing I've really done in the last five to eight years, I would say, is, you know, especially looking at media, things like that, I'm very, very picky about what I consume as far as my you know, media presence and things like that, media, you know, uh, content. Mm-hmm. And the reason I am is because I realize that most things that I see there are irrelevant to me. They are completely outside of anything that I can influence one way or the other. Yeah. And when that's the and, and I think that's the danger of of focusing on things like that when you have no control over it because then it makes you feel impotent. It makes you feel just powerless. And and so many people nowadays feel like that. They feel like just I can't control anything in my life. I can't, you know, I'm not in charge of anything. I don't control anything. Well, the nature you you always have the choice of whether you choose to engage or choose to spend your time and energy on something. That's super powerful and being indifferent to something Maybe a skill. Maybe that's something we should be talking about skill-wise for people. I I mean, I think it definitely is because everything that we consume now is set up to keep us from being indifferent. It's it's purpose, right? uh, You know what I'm saying? It's purposely inflammatory, right? There's entire sources of uh, social media accounts and news sources where. 
they want you to get pissed off and go talk about it. And so it's all about the dopamine hit, man. You got oh, yeah. to get the dopamine hit going. You know, how many, how many little charges can you get? Little, yeah. I mean, it goes back to the old adage of news is like, if it bleeds, it leads, right? If right. you hear about, I mean, if you hear uh, a horrible story, that's going to, you know, put that little, uh, dose in your memory and make you want to remember it and think about it and really ruminate on it. And I think that, um, you know, think about how much power in that simple act, if you can truly, and, and that's the key, right? So it's one thing just saying, okay, I'm going to ignore it. And then you keep thinking about it, keep thinking about it. So, I mean, I think what the Stoics were talking about, uh, you know, was almost like a Zen, like, you know, uh, apathy towards something that displeased them. You know, it, it's it's just like yoga or it's just like, you know, reading stoicism. It's it's a practice. You have to, you know, recognize those emotions before you come across them, because then you're better able to deal with it. And so I think that, I mean, you see it, too. I mean, I, we've all had friends or maybe done it ourselves where you feel like you need a break from social media. And what do people do? They make this big, long post in some cases and be like, uh, you know, I'm going to get off social. If you don't, if you can't, you know, get in touch with me, you know, try to send me an email or if you have my because, you know, I'm going to delete Facebook. And I'm just like, yeah. how, how about you just effing delete Facebook and disappear? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, and your friends and family that contact you anyway on a routine basis via phone call or text or email or you see them in person like they're going to, you know, see you anyway. You know, you don't yeah, have to you tell you. Like Elvis left the building, though, you know. Yeah, you get to do the big <laughs> mic drop, like you know, <laughs> I right, will Tom. no longer tolerate this you know, negativity in my life, and you know, and yeah, and, yeah. and then they typically pop on three or four days later. It's like, oh, just uh, scrolling by to see how things are. Yeah, it's still negative. See me again in thirty days. And it's like, okay, just you know, reminds me of the old Motley Crue song. You know, don't go away mad, just go away. <laughs> and, you know, and it's just like, you know, I don't give a shit if you're, you know, mad or not mad. And, and, you know, and I, I think I've probably, it's been a long time since I've done something like this, but you know, it's like you, if you get to that point where you're having to make public statements to your, you know, 900 friends that probably only 200 of them would recognize you and give you the time of day, if that. <laughs> um, and, and so it's like, everybody's performing for something, you know, and like you said, I feel bad for our kids who grew up and and i mean that cyber world is their world especially right. if you look in the cases of covid where they you know a lot of you know places haven't had in-person school for the better part of a year and it's yeah. like they they live on you know twitter and facebook and instagram and so that you know when i first heard about cyberbullying i was like oh you know, i can't imagine that back in our day you know cuz like if you if that existed, you'd walk up to the person in school the next day and be like, "Hey, asshole! You know, I heard right, you right. wrote something." And, and but that's not the way it works nowadays because you may or may not see that person, or it's just all online and people commenting and liking comments and not liking other comments. And so, I mean, there, to think about kids committing suicide for electrons that were you know transferred that are talking trash about them and their reputation. Right. Um, just, it, it breaks my heart. And so, uh, I think it's another thing as a parent, you know, I want to create kids that, Hey, if you're going to, you know, if you're going to bully my kid, you're going to have to walk up to them and have the intestinal fortitude to, you know, put, you know, put your finger in their chest and hopefully, right. you know, I've prepared them mentally and physically up into that point to be like, Hey, they're not going to be great targets for bullying, whether it's physical or emotional, because you know, they're, they're not going to have it. And so I think that, you know, creating 
you know, in ourselves to set the example and then fostering that in our kids, especially be like, Hey, look, you know, you, you don't have to respond to that. You can just cut them out of your life. You, you can block them and never talk to them again and, you know, just move on. But uh, for some reason there's this, well, like you said, probably it's a hormonal thing. You know, there's that, that dopamine hit, you know, that you get angry and then you want to have like the corresponding, um, you know, satisfaction when you've gotten, you know, the good comment up on them. And then it becomes this never ending, you know, cycle of, you know, you're, you're constantly looking for the little notification to see when they comment back when the best thing would be to just scroll and, you know, never think about it again. So I think that, you know, that was a good way, I think in the one article of like a Zen like indifference, you know, towards, things that displeases us. So I think that, uh, you know, between social media and news stories that are, you know, heavily filtered, depending on the side of the aisle they come from, we should just be able to, you know, form our own opinions and, and, uh, move on if we, uh, if we so choose. So. It's interesting you mentioned Zen because that is something that was crossing my mind. When we talk about indifference, <clears throat> Zen is a is a form of Buddhism, and it is a practice of being mindful and centered. And uh, being mindful implies that you are reflecting on your own thoughts and emotions as they rise, arise in the present time. So you're not, you know, a good Zen master is not going to be anxious a lot, because anxious implies you're worried about something, some thought or issue in the future. They're not very depressed, because that would be looking backwards in time, but they're present to the every, every moment. So so they would, they would look at a situation, any given situation, almost detached from it, and mm. sort of examine it from all different directions. Like if you're holding a flower, maybe you would turn that flower around in multiple directions and examine that flower in from all aspects. Well, that's kind of the same thing with any, like say you read something you don't like, and I know we talked about this in a previous podcast where we talked about what would, what would they be thinking from their perspective, you know, thinking traps and all these kind of things we've talked about before. That's a kind of a mindful thing to do is to look at something and decide before I get really, you know, how does this affect me emotionally? How's, how, how am I reacting to this? You know, that's a mindful thing to do is to ask yourself. And then you could decide, indifference could be a skill you choose to practice and say, that issue is something that makes me angry but it's outside of my sphere of influence, and therefore mm-hmm. I choose to let that go. It takes, it's hard, I think it's hard, to be present that clearly that you don't just flip on something, see something, and get pissed off about it. it you know, if you're not really mindful, if you're not mindful in everything you do, it's very easy to flip on the news or something, or hear some, you know, see a post online and lose your stuff over it. And, and and start reacting and going down this whole diatribe again on something that's really outside your sphere of influence. And again, I think that that skill of mindfulness ties in with this topic you brought up today on being sometimes indifferent to things as a skill, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the way I posted on one of the social media accounts, I don't think it was in our Future Focus Network, but I, I think I put it on Facebook. I just said... Acquiring and practicing the skill of indifference is a must in 2021. And the comments I got were interesting from different friends and acquaintances because um, 
some some people were disagreeing with it and saying, you know, why be indifferent? You know, why not try to understand and, you know, realize what you can or can't do? Um, and then once I had some more interaction with them, I kind of explained myself saying that um, in a lot of cases, it if you know that your comment or your thoughts on it is one likely to have no bearing on it or two create more conflict that's going to lead to nowhere like most in online interactions do especially when you disagree then why even consider it at all because you know you've already you know you've either done it in practice or you should be able to theorize and say hey I'm not going to change that person's opinion. I'm just going to piss them off and get them more ingrained in their position. Why don't I, you know, use that energy towards, um, you know, fixing that in my sphere of influence, you know, and that can be volunteering. It could be spending more time, you know, focusing on your own family and investing in those things. Like you can't control the millions and billions of people out there, but you maybe control five or six people and those five or six people can have influence on, you know, a certain number of people. And so you kind of become, it becomes more um, like multiplication on things you control versus just simple addition, you know, like, right. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that's where, um, I think in, in a lot of cases people have looked for outlets where they can, uh, you know, volunteer in their community or, you know, serve people that have been cut off, um, you know, due to, to COVID restrictions and things like that, but that's a healthy way to, you know, you, you're indifferent about, um, you know, the chatter, that you see, but you're not indifferent about the things in your life that can, you know, make that outcome less likely, you know, in, in your kind of sphere of influence. So I think that um, there's healthy ways to maybe put that seed in your mind, but then continue to move on and not engage there. But, you know, it just kind of redoubles your efforts in the areas that you can control. So it's not like a complete indifference that you're checking out of society. It's more about, you know, uh, I guess picking your battles, so to speak, you know, I'm not going to respond to everything like a leaf blowing in the wind. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, fix the things I can and, and move on. Um, so anyway, that was just something I think that, um, you know, as tensions have re remained high and a lot of, uh, you know, political and social media circles, uh, you know, you look at how many topics, you know, it's not even politics in general. Some people can't agree on the science behind the pandemic and they think that's political. And in some cases it probably was, and you have different parts of the country reacting different ways. So I think we had the perfect storm of a divided presidential election and then dealing with the different responses to the pandemic. So I thought it was, you know, timely and topical to say, hey, you know, maybe if we cultivate and seek out indifference, you know, maybe we'll have uh, more peace in our lives. So I think that's a, you know, yeah. I mean, the message of discernment and, I think thinking more deeply and deciding and choosing what we do or don't react to is a powerful is a powerful skill and it's a powerful message for people. So I think I think the uh, topic of indifference is uh, is a good one. So I appreciate you bringing this up. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, you know I'll probably do another post with it uh, or about it on one of the networks and uh, see how we uh, go from there. But I uh, appreciate you humoring me, Doc, and you know it's fun to you know, talk about things that hopefully can have a good impact on people's lives out there. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and before we close, I wanted to shout out to former guest and member of the Future Focus Health Network, 
Ollie Wright uh, scored his first professional goal in his very first game uh, with uh, the uh, San Antonio Soccer Club, and it uh, he, he, we had him on just a few weeks back. He was our young, up-and-coming, new professional soccer player. We told his story, and I think at some point I'll try to post in the Health Network his video. He uh, sent me a video of his goal this morning, and uh, I forgot to tell you about that earlier, so uh, we want to give a shout-out uh, to Ollie and uh, and all of his teammates on the great start to their season. His his episode was well received by a lot of our listeners. Uh, you know, just kind of his his journey uh, from you know in the challenges he faced as a young athlete and and how he overcame those. And now he's kind of getting to live his dream. And it's a kind of a a cool start. I know it's just a start for him, but just to step on the pitch in his first pro game and he puts a goal away, you know, and it was really, really a lot of fun to watch him. And he just sort of looked like, you know, he wasn't like excessive celebration. It was kind of like, yeah, that's right. I'm a professional and uh, this is what I do. This is how I do this. You know, it's really incredible. cool to see him. Yeah, it was really so, awesome. Yeah, I saw him post or uh, some posts about that, but I didn't realize that was his very first game. So, yeah, yeah, they just started. So it's like a preseason game. Um, he got some playing time and uh, made the most of it, which you know his story is all about making the most of whatever opportunity he gave. So if anybody hasn't heard that, definitely check back on the interview with Ollie. Uh, that was a, a really good one we had a little while back, uh, right after our coaching series. And uh, I think that's, uh, that's all I got for tonight. And if anybody wants to chat with us, touch base in the Future Focus Health Network inside the WFO Life podcast tribe. Be uh, really excited to hear from you. Chris, have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thanks. <laughs>